It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversations. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Sacred sexuality. Call it whatever you like. All I know. Is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing. It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Beautiful. All right. Hello and welcome to the Hedonistic Way at Midday Show. I am Renee Main and I have this beautiful, beautiful guest with me today. She is welcoming in the arrival. She is doing the scared work of the High Priestess. There is nothing ordinary about her. She is bringing the ancient codes that have been dormant and suppressed for eons and she's awakening them into all the women that she serves. She holds the codes of the Magdalene. And once you see her, you're absolutely captivated by her. The golden key to your part, to your power and sovereignty. And she is the direct transmission to your coming home. She mm. is a wild warrior mama. She is sacred and epic in every way. She is Rosalia Mufasa. And you can help me welcome this beautiful woman to the show. Hello, goddess. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I was excited for this conversation and I really love just the bubbles of energy that, that you bring. So you were just saying before we started the show is, um, you know, in the intro, I wrote the words, she's doing the work of a scared priestess and it was supposed to say sacred but you were saying how it was absolutely perfect yeah. because it honors, it honors your journey. So let's start there is tell me about your journey with feeling scared and feeling the fear and stepping into your power. Hmm. So Fear, I feel like I've always grown with fear. It was the fear of not having a mom and then that fear of abandonment and the fear of then you grow a bit older and you go into your teen years and then you have the fear of you don't fit in. And I feel like we live in a state of fear yeah. because we're always living according to the outside world. And then... I became a mother and I had the fear of losing my children. And then there is even more fear. And I didn't know how to tap into that. Mm -hmm. So I will name it with, I have a really colorful past. <laughs> I will name it because I didn't know how to deal with all of that. That actually bit by bit, I became the fear. That was what I vibrating all the time. Yeah. And then... I met incredible teachers, really queens of, of the fear of that dark space. One was Chantelle Raven, which is an incredible Tantra teacher, and Sigourney, my incredible mentor. And the fear started to actually fuel my magic. Mm. And because I have so much of it, yeah. I could alchemize that into my heart. And I feel fear alchemized becomes magic. Absolutely. Fear of, yeah. And, and now that you're owning it and you can feel it, is the fear of showing up into the world. Yeah. There is always that little bit of fear, but that's 
where the magic is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How can, like, I feel like, you know, you speak about we operate from fear, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and we, you know, we, we, we're seeing the ripple effect of that. It's such an amplified level right now in the world. And then you said, you know, when we work with our fear and harness it and we alchemize it into the magic, I want to, which is still essentially operating from fear in yeah. a sense, you know, so, and you talk about that dark space. So I want to ask you about that dark space or the perception of that dark space and what it is and what it isn't. And what is the feeling or what is the difference between operating in that false sense of fear and using it as fuel for our magic? Mm. I love how you use the word perception because that's where the key is. When you dive into the blackness, that sometimes it bubbles up and it seems like it's fear. Yeah. Because you don't have the perception of the other side. Yeah. You do think you're operating from that fear because it feels um, it feels dense and it feels dark. Yeah. And when you change the perception of that, and it's like, oh, is this fear? Is this fear or is this a gift? Mm. Mm. Should I go and dive into this blackness yeah. from this mother? Yeah. I feel in, for my experience and my perception and my perspective, everything comes from the blackness, the mother. Yeah. But society tells us that that's fear. Don't go into that. Mm. And when you feel that fear, and you change the perception that that's a gift in there for you. Yeah. There is a golden nugget. It's like a soul coming back home in there waiting yeah. and it's bubbling up, calling in you. So you can actually open trust and surrender and bring that into the heart yeah. and let that shake of the fear create your Kundalini wave. Yeah. And burn it, burn it into the heart yeah. and vibrate that. Mm. So, I love that you mentioned that because it's not the fear of, oh my God, it's changing that. Yeah. Yes, it's there all the time because that's the human experience. Yes, yeah, absolutely. How can we optimize it? Mm. There's two things I want to ask you. Um, I want to ask you two things that come to mind. What do I want to do first? Mm, okay. So I want to ask you about, you mentioned two words and that was the dark mother. My favorite. Oh. <laughs> I love yeah. Like it's just, I felt myself just like a, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> so, good. so like t it's not a term that we hear very often. So tell me about tell me about the dark mother what does she mean to you like what is it and it's just because I feel my body just when you speak it like just go wow that's her yeah like the Magdalene holds the codes of unconditional love and light but she also holds the codes of the, the dark mother, that dark part of ourselves that births everything into creation. So for years, I was teaching yoga and doing the chant, and it's all incredible, yeah. but I was half living. So my mind is okay, and the consciousness is okay. My heart is really welcome, but God forbid I go under. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. So I feel like the dark mother holds the human experience at such a level that when you live that fully, she will integrate you into full power. Yeah. And we all have head inside. We all have those dark pockets yeah. that nobody wants to look at. And then they ripple effect into the world. I mean, look at the state of this planet right now. Yeah. Yeah. And if she brings unconditional love, mm -hmm. she loves every part of yourself, the parts that you want to hide, yeah. That's what she loves the most. Yeah. yeah. And my awakening was with the dark mother. Yeah. There is nothingness. Yeah. 
that's all there is there is the no thing yes and from there we birth yeah. it's infinite potential yeah and then play with the heart emerge and then play with the consciousness and the christ consciousness and the magdalene and bring it emerge so you create from both yeah and that's the beauty of of the woman yeah. that's the beauty of the priestess she's not scared to dive deep into the dark yeah. And she's not scared to either go into the ethers and bring love and light. Yeah. And she's also now scared to love in this body unconditionally. Mm. Yeah, so true. <sighs> Why is it, yeah, it's just, I know it's just like, oh, breathe space into that. It's like, oh, yeah. Love her. <laughs> oh, me too. I've, yeah, me too. It's just, yeah. It does. It. I just. I feel that it just ripple out throughout my body, and it just feels so. You know what? It feels. It feels real, and it feels true. And there's something powerful that just happens when you acknowledge all the parts that we are. And that's what I want to ask you. You know, we talk about the fear and operating from fear and mm -hmm. you know when you were talking about that you know I didn't learn much in school <laughs> but but one thing or actually two things I remember that just penetrated my soul and I've never ever forgot them that was we had this speaker come and speak to our class and he said two things. I don't even know his name. Um, and I'm from like a really small country town where no one ever goes. So we, this, we were not privy to speakers or anything outside the box. Um, but he said two things. Never, never watch, never read the paper in the morning. Never watch news in the morning I like him already yeah and that's <laughs> you know and I was like okay you know so he spoke about mindset and he spoke about so and it was just I was like yes it just I felt it in my body how you know how I how that made me feel the other thing he said was always remember there are two sides to every story mm -hmm. and I've carried that with me. And so when you speak about fear, I remembered that moment and him saying that because we, as much as society feeds the fear, yeah. but they also say, which is quite contradictory, just, you know, feeling into the energy of that is mm -hmm. because they also say, don't go into the fear, don't go into the dark. So there's a real... Yeah. Um, there's there's a real scarcity um, and fear around fear around that. So I wanted to ask you, like, what does diving into the fear look like? Why is it so scary? And what can people begin to do? What can we say to reassure them that it's actually not as bad as what they think it's going to be? Amazing question. So. So I'm picturing when, when I hold the container of the Magdalene to the woman yeah. and they, they're sharing that they're scared, there is fear. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely out of my integrity to just say to them, bring the Magdalene in, let her light ignite your heart and move on. Yeah, yeah. I have to nurture that fear. Yeah. I have to honor that fear. Why yeah. is that fear there? Yeah. Because that's how we start. Yeah. yeah. So if when it comes up, it's all, mostly it's a story of the mind yeah. and we're hooked into this story. Yeah. And that story is feeding our feelings and that feeling brings fear. Yeah. So to bring in conscious awareness yeah. and, and watch the story play. Yeah. And it's like, ah, okay, so that's the story. Yeah. This is what's making me feel. But what's underneath that? Yeah. Can I cut the story off and come into my body? Because it's the body that is feeling the fear. Mm. So 
this is where the, um, the incredible ancient tantra practices come, right? It's like, where in my body is it? Yeah. Why is it here? Where am I feeling so contracted that I'm yeah. not tuning and tapped into what's truth for me? Yeah. That my body is my best ally and my body, my body is telling me, here is fear. Yeah. Pay attention to me. Yeah. Look at me. Love me. You're not showing up on your truth. Mm. So it's, it's taking it really easy and going really gentle. Don't just go out, poof, diving into the fear. It's like, it's honoring that. Yeah. Yeah. And what helps a lot is surround yourself with people that can see you in that fear. And there is absolutely no judgment. Yeah. Because honestly, when I had my breakdown or awakening, you can call it either way, yeah. all my friends disappeared. Yeah. Like nobody wanted to see that mess. Yeah. So then I had to hold that on my own. Yeah. And I loved it because that was my initiation. It was my yeah. biggest teacher. Yeah. But we don't have to do this alone. Yeah. So reaching out to people, and if they know how to hold in the fear, the more you learn, the more you can teach your sisters or your family. That that's welcome as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I really honour you in that journey because, you know, I was the same, you know, I, I did it on my own and, um, and it, it can, it's a scary place to navigate when you're in that space. Um, it is. And so, you know, and we spoke, you know, you spoke earlier about, you know, the importance of allies and surrounding yourself with these people that, you know, that, that support us. So I want to ask you then, why do people, you know, so I'm just imagining myself in that position now where you go, you know, like it's, when you're in that state is people run and, you know, and and they don't want to see that. And then that can add to the fuel of like, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know, what (laughs) it triggers the I'm too much. I'm da, 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 da. I'm not enough. I'm, you know, all of these other, whatever that story that you speak of. So, and then bringing in the support of allies. So just tell us about anyone that's listening to this going, how, you know, they're, they're there right now. What would you say to them? Get excited. Mm. Get super excited because yeah. this is when the magic blooms. Yeah. When everything that you have built in a state that is not truth and it crumbles, you can build something that you wish. You can build something with your essence. And deep down in our bones, we know, and these are the codes of the Magdalene. She will gently strip you, like strip, 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 and it feels scary, but there is an inner knowing. And, And you hold onto that and you breathe into that. And he awakens, he awakes, they're like keys and a little bit opens and then you breathe into that. And then a little bit opens and you breathe into that. So you're not just surrounded by the fear all the time. You have the fear that you're in now, which is the platform where change happens. And on the other side, you have, your whole existence is magical. The whole fact that you're here in this planet, breathing, loving, that you're able to tune in into other things, that you're able to break and to open. So tap into that as well and watch what you read. Watch, like you were saying, like if you're stuck on watching the news and surrounded by people that is always talking about the like lower density, Mm. you get stuck in that hoop. Right? Like, watch a documentary in Gaia that talks about the priestesses and see how that feels in your body. Mm. See if something awakens. Go for a walk in nature. Have a green juice and sit in the sun. See what happens. Mm. There is no fear there. Yeah. 
So and it takes time, right? It's a journey. It's not we're so into the quick fix. I want a session with you quickly fix it. We've been feeling this fear for years, and all of a sudden we want it to go. Yeah. What if we honor it and we alchemize it? Yes, exactly. And that's you know, yeah, you know we're so conditioned to you know, especially say you know like. I see it around like people around my age who, you know, have really been like spent 10, 20 years in the personal development, spiritual development, self-help, self-improvement. It was really this forced energy that, that we, that we were creating. And, you know, now we're seeing that crumble and seeing that shatter, but it can be really hard because, we're wired, we've wired our brains to going, it has to be easeful and it has to be, and if I feel any pain and resistance, then maybe this isn't for me. So I want to ask you about that is I feel like there's a big part of the journey where, you know, they'll go, uh, I feel really triggered. I feel really activated and I feel angry at this. And it brought up all of this stuff so I don't think this is for me. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. I'll ask you, how can people who are experiencing that, how do they know whether something is genuinely not for them or whether, you, whether you're going, ah, this is exactly for you? Because you're feeling these things, it's exactly for you. I love it. I love it so much. Again, really fine line. Yeah. Incredible question. I love it. Um, that is the divine masculine territory. It's like um, the feminine side, like the dark feminine, she's the destroyer, right? She's like, she will activate you. And then the divine masculine is the one that actually holds you. Yeah. And when you get triggered or activated or he will tell you, yeah. like he will hold you accountable. And do you have the awareness to tune into that? Because again, you know, I know when I'm avoiding and bullshitting people, oh, it's not for me, this container. Yeah. Three days later, I humble myself and it's like, I'm so sorry, you know what? I was projecting. If, if you trust yourself and you tune in, you will always know if it's for you or not. And then if you're not ready, then you're not ready. And there is no shame in that. Yeah. And I would love it if we could stop talking crap about other teachers. That drives me nuts. Yes. I got triggered and this container is not for me. Then honor that. Honor where you're at. It's not because they're teaching. Yeah. It's because your soul might not be ready for that yet. So choose another path, yeah. but honor your sisters yeah. that are actually showing up with their teachings and, and their best work. Yeah. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. And that's okay. Um, for me, it's really simple. Yeah. Does it feel right? If it's a yes, I go. And if I commit, I commit. And if anything comes up on those four weeks, three months, nine months, I sit with it. And if it's, it's this for me, and if it's a no, I don't analyze it. A no is a no. Yeah. yeah. And a yes is a yes. Yeah. Right now, I'm on a three-month shamanic container. Yeah. Buckle up, rose, and hang in there because it's intense. <laughs> but I chose this. Yeah. It's really intense. Yeah. But I love it. I love it because diving into those moments of passion and... It's, it's not fear, it's, it's, so excitement and fear release the same chemicals, yeah. right? So sometimes we get, oh, it's fear. It's actually excitement you're coming home. Yeah. Start to tune into what it is that you're really feeling. Yeah. Because the ego is really sneaky and it doesn't want you to really fully come home. So it will disguise itself as a trigger and it's really not a trigger. This is where you need to be. Yes, exactly. 
I'm really glad that you spoke to that. And that's, you're so right. Like fear can often, fear can be excitement. Like, and that's how, like, and that, that's again, like that, that's that fine line, right? So coming back to knowing what is fear, what is excitement? And, you know, you can have that, like, you know, people will say it a lot when they're working with me is, you know, they'll say, I'm so scared to work with you. And, you know, <laughs> the best. Thank you. Honour. <laughs> I love it. The biggest compliment to me. Yes. And that's, you know, because I'm like, then that's exactly where you need to be, you know, is huh. if you're frightened, that's good. Because underneath okay. that excitement, uh, underneath that fear, is absolutely excitement, you know, and um, so yeah, I, I really see that. Um, I want to ask you, you mentioned, you know, we've spoken about the the dark mother, and we've spoken about the dark feminine. And, you know, this feels really alive in in me right now and this work um and you know how we show up what why is why is this work of the dark mother the dark feminine why is it so important and why is it not just mother and feminine Mm. How, why does the dark carry so much, so, I want to say, so much weight, so much gold, so much wisdom? So the moment we decide, again, your questions are amazing. <laughs> the moment we decide to incarnate into this planet, there's the split, right? There's the duality. It's not like we choose the light or the dark. It's what it is in this planet. Yeah. This is what we're here to experience. Yeah. Um, the light is so incredible and so beautiful. And so is the dark. You cannot have one without the other. So it's not fully diving into the dark or not fully diving into the light. Yeah. It's loving them and honoring and bowing to them so much that you know when to use which one. Yeah, yeah. If you're always polarizing the dark, I love you and I respect you is intense. <laughs> but there is queens of the dark that I love and adore. Yeah. yeah. And there is queens of the light that I love and adore. But what if we are here in this body as human beings yeah. to actually navigate both and meet them in the heart? Yeah. Because really what I teach is the Magdalene. Yeah. And the Magdalene is, is consciousness of Christ in the feminine. It's, it's light as light. Mm. But she doesn't stop loving me when I'm in a hole, yeah. diving deep into in my mud. That's when she actually holds me the most because that's when I really need her. Yes, yeah. So that is, uh, yeah, we create this incredible big separation of the dark and the light and they're the same thing. Yeah. They bring the same. It's just sometimes we escape spiritual bypassing to the light yeah and then we live in cuckoo land which yeah. is um <laughs> great and then we polarize into the darkness and we don't seem to be able to get out of that oh my god i'm dying yeah. spiral yeah yeah, yeah. So bring them into your sacred heart navigate both yeah right that's the teachings of yeah. mary magdalene and mary magdalene was a woman right she ascended after being in this planet through all the suffering. Yeah. It's like, imagine her, imagine, I, I love her so much. Mm, me too. Um, to be born in that age where women were possessions, we could yeah. get stoned to death. It wasn't like really much opening like we have now. Yeah. yeah. And then the path of teaching alongside Jesus is like a woman, but she did it. And then to watch her beloved get crucified and hold the faith 
and that grace. Yeah. That is the merging of the kingdom or the queendom of the light and the dark. Yeah. Humanity has pockets of darkness. If we stop ignoring it, we're never going to be able to heal it. Yeah. Yeah. And start with ourselves. Do you think that I've been thinking about this question a lot lately and I don't think I've fully arrived at an answer yet that feels true for me. Um, Do you think we have to experience sacrifice? Great question. I love it so much. So, And I asked this question and I don't even know the answer to this yet for me. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> incredible question for me. Yeah, there is something called joyful sacrifice. Mm. Sacrifice carries this stigma that is like yeah. die, sacrifice, yeah. and then there is joyful sacrifice where I, I haven't sacrificed my old life, I stepped into the new life and a joyful sacrifice means to show up for other people, for me, that's a joyful sacrifice because I could have my time, my reality, my children, my husband, happy days. Yeah. I'm in service. And when I'm in service, I sacrifice really joyful. The time that I don't spend with my children, I'm holding woman. Um, I was I was put here to be their mother. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's the love of my life, my children, yeah. and there is that joyful sacrifice. And and I'm teaching them how to show up for other people mm. when you have something to, to give. And we all do. Yeah. So the word for me, the word sacrifice is mm. is also sacred. Again, the perception behind it. Yeah. What do you want to sacrifice? And if it's not for you, it's not for you. You're, it doesn't matter. It's not that you're not enlightened. Yeah. If the only, like, what makes you happy? Yeah. Mm. What makes you have a smile in your face every morning? Is it showing up for woman? Then do it. Is it staying home making pancakes? Then do it. Yeah. And sometimes, with a little bit of sacrifice, right? But it's it's not a bad one. Mm, mm. It's a choice. Yeah. When you're committed, you show fully. Yeah, yeah. And some things might fall apart. Like I I don't hang out with many people all of a sudden because I'm completely devoted to bring and bear this. And that is a joyful sacrifice for me. Yeah, yeah. I really love that. And what really feels true for me in that is just the recognition of, I think, you know, because, and I asked you, I was prompted to ask you this because, you know, you talk, you know, you talk about, you know, the Magdalene and you talk about, you know, the Magdalene codes and Christ. Um, And I think about the sacrifice that Jesus made and how, often is how so much of it is our perception that he sacrificed himself and his life for us, but he actually didn't, did he? Mm. You know? What I've been seeing, yeah. what they show me yeah. is with that, yeah. Um, with teaching that we're here and we are God or goddesses or it's all in here, it's all in your heart, in your being. When he went through that, not only did he trust completely and her, Magdalene, um, as humans, but fully fully human, fully divine. And to be going through that experience that was fully human, like at the lowest of the lowest because of other humans, yeah. yeah. And to hold that faith, yeah. to hold that divine essence. Yeah. And yeah. what I feel he did and she did by holding that is yeah. they actually thin the veil. 
So it's easier for us to get the codes. Ooh. That's what I see when I tune into them or they come and work yeah. and we hang out is the veil was much further and now it's like, here it is. Yeah, more accessible. Mm. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that's a beautiful example of what would be a joyful sacrifice on a major scale. But yeah. but you talk about the, the joyful sacrifice, you know, throughout, you know, potentially mundane moments and, you know, mm-hmm. everyday moments as well. So that's really cool. Thank you. Um, you talk about the Magdalene Codes what are the codes and i can just like yeah <laughs> oh this is the best i'm sorry oh and my god you you light up like it's your thing so i want okay so i want to ask you what i feel to ask you is oh yeah see i feel that ripple out throughout my body then is like <laughs> how did you realize that the Bagdillon codes were your gift to share with the world. Okay. And what are they? So what was that journey? Because, you know, it's not something that I'm sure you just woke up to and went, you know, yes, when I grow up, I'm going to, you know. Play the Magdalene. Yes. <laughs> yes. So how did you, yeah, what was the journey like for you to bring that, to birth that? into creation and what is it so curiosity is best right and every woman has this bit in them it's like uh there was something about the magdalene that it it kind of calls you in so i decided to do a 21 day sadhana on her just because something was I didn't know much about her apart from she was a prostitute. Oh my God. Um, and it's like, okay. And then something, I, I got interested. So I dedicated 21 days. And because I was so devoted to the Hindu goddesses, yeah. they fascinate me. Yeah. Like Kali, Lakshmi, Durga, is th- those frequencies. Yeah. Insane. And then the Magdalene kind of was lingering here, but I thought, oh, Christianity, that's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. And then I dedicated the 21 days to her. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the 21 day, I went to sleep and at 2.22 in the morning, I got woken up mm-hmm. and she came through and she just ignited me with all her frequency and I've never felt anything like that in my life. Mm. Um, so beautiful, yeah. so gentle, so divine and at the same time so familiar. It's like, but of course, because yeah. we all have it. Yeah. is having do we have the time to cultivate it? So she initiated me for hours and hours and hours. And to be honest, I thought my husband put something on my dinner because I thought, what is happening in here? <laughs> oh my God, because I was somewhere else, yeah. right? It was, um, and Jesus was there, like Christ consciousness and Mary Magdalene is like, oh my God, what is happening to me? And am I ever gonna come back? And then I woke up in the morning and it's like, oh my God, this was like three years ago. Yeah. And I loved it, but I didn't know I was supposed to share it. So yeah. I was teaching kids yoga then. And what I do, I do it with that love. It could be making dinner or it could be teaching kids yoga. Yeah. It doesn't, there is no differentiation when I'm holding circle and when I'm doing the laundry yeah. am I present in my heart am I present in the moment and then I started to teach teenage yoga teenage girls because I was shifting 
and I needed to teach something else. And I started to discover myself as a woman. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what do I need to wait until I'm almost 40 mm -hmm. to realize how magical and incredible, beautiful human I am? So I started to teach teenage girls. And I sat in my backyard. This is like three months ago. And I opened this book that I've got here. And it's um, the Magdalene Manuscript. Oh, yeah. So I open and it's like, okay. And the moment I opened it, it's like, remember. And I went into this shamanic journey and she showed me, she showed me the temples and she showed me the teachings. And she was showing me how I'll be sitting teaching woman about this and is bringing the temples back. So I messaged my teacher and it's like, oh my God, I just had a vision. And then it feels so good and it feels so right. And then Monday life comes in. And I thought, okay, I, I will do that. I don't know when or how, but it's gonna happen because it just feels so good. And then I saw Sigourney, it was called the Samonin. And it's like, what is that? I couldn't press yes quick enough, but a lot in my life had to change and in my husband's lives and in my children, because it was a whole reprogramming. And then that's when I made the choice. Am I here to teach this and choose this? Or am I here to just keep in the little studio teaching things? Yeah. And I did. And the moment I committed to the summoning and to be more open to her as a channel, mm -hmm. that's when she showed me the codes. Mm -hmm. And inside, every human being, but right now I'm teaching women. I can't wait to teach men at some stage. Yeah. Um, she was showing me we have, it's like a sacred scripture, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like an old papyrus and it's light codes. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of hid them into our DNA. Mm -hmm. So we all have them, they're protected. They're, they're not hidden, that was not the right word. They kind of encoded inside of us. Yeah. But when we activate them, it's like we hold a key. And what I teach is how to dive into those codes and open them one by one. So you can integrate them into your everyday life. It's not get enlightened, that's it. Because if we do that, then we just sit back for the rest of our life. And what I feel we need is women trusting more in themselves, into their divine self and into their human self yeah. and show up for humanity and the planet and the children. I think it's time. So those codes, you, you're blooming into the codes, mm. right? They, they open you bit by bit and then you leave that and then you open the next code and then you leave that and then it's, it's just incredible she's fascinating yeah she sure is she sure is and that's i'm just i can just feel myself just drinking it all in so it just it does just feel so so beautiful and you spoke to something that i really felt well, i really feel called to ask you about is you know you spoke about stepping into this work mm. and you know and I want to say the contract that that you had to rewrite with your children and your husband because so much of this work as we show up as these sacred leaders right is you know it's when you've got a partner and kids it looks very different to when you don't have kids and you're yeah. single. Like, you know, it's, you know, and that's, I was having a conversation with a friend last week about it. Um, or yeah. And even in a, in a client session, like it's very different to go down this exploration of say 
sexuality or Mm -hmm. spirituality, whatever it is, you know, when you're single, you can't make love for 10 hours a day and self-pleasure 15 times a day. Like it's just not not possible. So, you know, so I would love to ask you about your journey because I feel like there was a very distinctive moment when you rewrote the contract with your husband and your kids. So what would you say, what was your journey and what would you say to these women who are trying to run a business who do have kids but actually you know really want to just melt into the depth of whatever this exploit wherever this exploration is taking them what would you what would you say um business in the old way is not gonna this is just my perception yeah business in the old way is not gonna match with your kids and family yeah business in the new way is just gonna dance with it. Yeah. And the more they step into it, the more the children step into something also magical. Yeah. And things change at home because you believe in yourself so much mm. that it ripples effects in the home. So it's just little things. All of a sudden the girls are more independent and they do more things. It's like, this is how we show you, we love you and we support you, mom. Mm. Right? And then my husband started to work from home. It didn't just happen. Yeah. We cultivated this. Mm. Um, and it really, I feel the woman is the leader of the home, yeah. right? And when we want to step into it, there is always ways and thanks to Sigourney's teachings, I run the business from my body, right? And when my body wants to sit at the altar, everybody knows mommy's gonna sit at the altar. So they go for a walk. And then when I have a call, like now everybody took the baby for a walk. We are a team, we're working as a team. And it's step by step and it's lovingly. And three years ago, this household looked really different. I almost lost my husband because I changed so much. So it wasn't no love and light, let's sit in the altar and create a business. (laughs) Um, Everything crumbled down and we had to rebuild it into what what do we choose to believe? How do we choose to live? And we fell in love again with this. I feel like the first time we fell in love and this time we chose love. And at home, if my home life doesn't go smooth, I can't show up for my business. So they're so entangled. And I, I show my girls what I do. I teach them the Magdalene codes and I teach them there is no here is mommy as a business owner teaching the Magdalene and here is mommy whatever at home. That's, I am the same person. Yeah. I teach them when we go for walks about sacred geometry. Um, my children live in this and it's not forced, it's because they see how happy mommy feels. So they get curious. It's like, why is that? It's like, because the divine is always around us. Or when you jump in the ocean, how does it feel in your body? So it's a continuous, I feel like the business is part of my family. Yeah. And I also am running it so I can spend more time with my family. Mm. This is also a big part of, of doing this, of what I love. When you do what you love, you're enjoying it. It's like when I finish my course and I get out of of the meditation room, I'm beaming. Yeah. And then the girls are beaming and the whole energy in the house is like, we just downloaded the Magdalene. It's insane. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. I love that. Your family is, is your best support team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't need to be I'm spiritual now, and then I'm a, I'm a business owner, and then I'm a housewife. It's, 
why can't you be all of it? Yeah, absolutely. What if, um, what if some, what if some people are feeling like the word separation comes up? You know, like so they cultivate this energy in meditation. They love their service, mm-hmm. but they're feeling this misalignment with, for I don't know, for with their kids and their partner. What what do you say to them? Like how, what happens? You know, you speak about this effortless energy that, you know, that the Magdalene is alive in in everyone in your house. What would you say to those people? What can they start to do to bring that back into alignment? First, I would say welcome to the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) It's so like, it's it's an adventure. And it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Right? It's it's so dense. The topics are so dense and and the diving is so dense. And at the same time, have fun. It doesn't need to happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah. um, honestly, for me, the best thing I've ever done, thanks to this beautiful couple, is Kat O'Connor and Tuli. Um, they have a whiteboard, right? And the moment I bought a whiteboard and I put in there what I wanted to do and what does everybody else want to do? Mm. And we create that family life. Mm. It, it, we could actually make it really schedule. Yeah. Right? And... <sighs> There's gonna be moments of, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the jungle, darlings. Yeah. I get excited. Life is supposed to have the ups and the downs, the ups and the downs. Navigate that with your children and with your husband. Like my relationship now is so beautiful because I'm able to speak about how am I feeling. And it didn't just happen. Yeah. Um, it takes day after day to make that choice. Yeah. And to be gentle with where you are at the moment. Yeah. And to also hold that vision close to your heart. Yeah. Yeah. If, if that's what you feel you really want to do, your family will tune in. I promise you. Yeah. And, and they will support you. And the people that you need will come in. And the teachers that you need will come in. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is the power of the feminine? We're magnetic, yeah. <laughs> that. but we need to bring the fun into it. It's like yeah. how are you feeling your body? It's yeah. a fun, and if yeah. it's not fun, give yourself a little break. Yes, do not push and push and push and push because yeah. you need to achieve something. Yeah, yeah, achieve your inner happiness. Yeah, and then show up from there yeah. as a mother, as a teacher, as yeah. a wife. Yeah. And the conversations that we have at home are so different for how we used to do, have the conversations three years ago. Yeah. It doesn't, we don't wake up one morning and just go, oh my God, look at us. It, it took time. And it also took a lot of deaths. I had to die yeah. how many times. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to ask you about that is, you know, you spoke before, you know, and you mentioned now about your deaths, you spoke before about as well, like how, you know, how there was a point where in your marriage, where it would have been really easy to exit. Oh my God, yes. And so, you know, and this is something that I'm so curious about because, you know, we see a lot of people, you know, exiting their, their contracts and their marriages and their partnerships and stuff like that. Um, and I feel the same, you know, I've been with my partner for 21 years and there's so many times where like, he didn't sign up for this. He didn't sign up for this journey that I'm taking. Like, cause I go, holy fuck. Like he's always said, I'm a simple man. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I gave him everything but simple. Like, <laughs> Love it. So good. There's so many times where it could have been an exit strategy, but it wasn't. So I want to ask you your thoughts on that in your relationship. What made you stay? Mm, We actually co-parent for two years because 
once you know, you know, like once you have a taste of the divine and you're away, it's, you can't go back. You can't just put it under the carpet. Yeah. I tried it and it didn't work. Yeah. And the more I was stepping into what made me happy. So this is, we co-created a life. And then I always thought that that's it. Like we co-create together. There is no, you fill your own cup and I fill my own cup. It's like we didn't mesh forever. And then I realized that this is actually my life. Mm. What makes me happy? And it wasn't like, you don't make me happy. It was like, oh my God, I'm starting to like different things that you do. Mm. But we were so enmeshed together that we didn't know how to be me and how to be him. So then I, I tried for a couple of years. We tried and we just grew apart so much yeah. that we were making each other really unhappy. Yeah. So we co-parent for two years because both of us, the thought of not having our children is like, yeah. and then in those two years, um, he had his awakening on himself because, and now he's like incredible. It's like, calm down a bit. I'm the one here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so amazing. Yeah. It's so beautiful. But he done that himself. Yeah. It was his choice. It was his path. And we actually fell in love with who we are now as adults. Because before we were relating from the wounded children. Yeah. And now it's like, this is the woman I choose to be. And he is the man that he chose to be, and our full, our cups are full, and then we come together. Yeah. It wasn't easy, yeah. and because over the years I accumulated the bits that he helped me on, yeah. instead of remembering the bits that bring me so much happiness. So I build my heart up. Then when I had my awakening and my heart open, it's like, oh my God, there is so much pain in here. How am I ever gonna breathe again or love again? And the more I allow that to gently express and heal, the more the sweet parts. He's my best friend. He's the love of my life. It's, it's beautiful. And then then that remember. Yeah. Right? And now here we are. Mm. It's like insane, the transformation in, in the couple. And I feel when I realized that he was my best medicine, mm. that he was my shadow, my masculine was that. Mm. It was all my internal work. It's not that he didn't do the work or blah, blah. It's like, where am I doing that? But nobody wants to look at that because that sucks. Oh, and it takes hard work. Yeah, absolutely. And he, honestly, he was my medicine. Yeah. I would never be here if that didn't happen with him. And now I honor him for that. Yeah. And I thank him every day for all that of himself. That actually I had to grow up my inner masculine. Yeah. And when I did, his one grew up. It's incredible how freaky things happen on the outside. Yeah. And... Now I love my feminine and my masculine or the energies of polarity mm. so much. And he does mm. that we can co-create from that. Yeah. Beautiful. I really honor like just your like the honesty and realness in that, you know, I think that there's not enough conversation around navigating what it takes like what the work that it takes to you know we hear about all of these like you know these beautiful you know couples that are all loved up and juicy and all of these things but it's you know it's totally different you know there's an honesty and there's real work that's required <laughs> in it yeah and it is it can be really difficult so I really honor the work that you know and your journey with that to show up and um because it can be a hard pill to swallow sometimes you know that as women doing that the, the shadow work of the masculine mm -hmm. um within ourselves um yeah oh beautiful um i have one this hour has gone so friggin' quick 
it's felt, feels like two seconds. Um, so one more question for you, my darling. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Um, what is turning you on right now? So good. Um, sisterhood. Mm. Sisterhood, community. Um, the woman just, we are so magical, mm. so incredible. And at the same time, so bitchy and so feral. Yeah. But everything is so fascinating. Like when you start to, I love watching women that I teach realize that all of them is welcome and all of them is, is lovable. Yeah. And that moment when they go, oh, I'm the magic and I've got the key and I have the sacred heart. Uh, that's turning me on. It's turning me on to teach them that they're their own teacher. Yeah. There's nobody here but them. Yeah. And I'm just holding the space for them to remember. That for me, yeah, the, the expression in their faces when they go, oh, it's me, it's, yeah. it's breathtaking. That turns me on. Yeah. And yeah, community and other women talking yes. to each other about yeah everything in life yeah absolutely I yeah. love that and that's yesterday I was thinking you know I was thinking about the sisterhood and oh, I said I was going to wrap up thinking about the sisterhood and you know sometimes we can open ourselves up towards it and it feels really effortless sometimes it you can feel quite contracted and you know you feel the ickiness you know yeah. of the energy and sometimes you you know like at times I've you know felt you know when you try and force it you know it's like mm -hmm. I want a sisterhood so much and you know you come here and you come here and you come here. <laughs> yeah. yeah and um you know, so yesterday while I was feeling into the sisterhood and, um, you know, and the, what can come when, you know, if you're all doing similar work, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, so when does that make me expand? When does that make me contract? And, you know, just recognising all this. But mm -hmm. underneath all that was just that deep feeling of like we don't have to, take over the world there is enough for everybody yes i hear you i hear you on that the contraction and expansion is the dance right um when we give birth to our children that's what happens is the contraction and it's the expansion that's how we birth life that's how we birth everything to learn how to dance with the contraction and the expansion of everything yeah is being an embodied woman and women that teach, honestly, what will happen if when we get a bit, oh, she's teaching the same thing, you call that person and you ask to co-create. What could happen if two women doing the same thing join forces? Yeah. I know what will happen, but anyway, it's yes. not on. Yeah. Uh, so in that contraction, breathe into it. And what is the fear coming from? Can you dance with it? Can you embody it? And can you honor your sister? And I'm not saying that just looks like you're an angel and you go with the hail and it's like, oh, it's actually be real with what you're feeling, which is fear that you're not good enough or that your teachings are not good enough or she's going to take over because she's better. Yeah. Be honest with that. Yeah. Dance with that. Yeah. Like move it, release it, and then come back to truth. Yeah. Co-create with your sisters. I don't think Mary Magdalene or Isis or all these incredible goddesses have time to be bitches with each other. <laughs> Honestly, they just don't. Then it's like, here we are with woman and this is sisterhood. Yeah. When you get the contraction dance with it and call your sisters. Yeah. And then something powerful happens. It's like, you can call each other on your bullshit. Cause God forbid in the spiritual realm, we don't call each other up on a, yeah. not like that darling. There is no space for that. Why? Because we suppress it into the shadow side. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to create and co-create from that space? Exactly. exactly. I don't find it real. I would much rather you tell
tell me, Rose, I don't think that's right. And it's like, thank you for telling me. I wasn't seeing that. And there is no fear in that. Yeah. It's like trust of your sisterhood. And that comes from you doing your own work and you knowing your own demons. Mm. Because if you don't know your, your depths, you're going to project them onto other people. Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, I've done it a hundred times. That's why I'm talking about this. <laughs> it's like, oh, they don't know. It's like, oh my God, look at me again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there I go. Take the mask off. Be real with that. We don't, honestly, we don't have the time for these little crumbs of pettiness of the feminine. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I go on rampages with that because oh, we all want to create sisterhood and then nobody wants to show up for each other. Exactly. I'm sorry. Exactly, <laughs> that's so true. Or if we show up is to actually shame, blame or tame somebody. Mm. like sometimes like even in the inner dialogue yeah like what happens if we become aware of how we're thinking and what's going on internally yeah tune in yeah like uh, is that the truth or is it just a fear in me that needs to be released yeah beautiful <sighs> Thank you so, so much. I have just absolutely loved this conversation. And um, yeah, thank you for showing up on the show today. Thank you for sharing so honestly and so beautifully. Um, and thank you for doing the work of the Magdalene. It is truly spectacular. Your imagery, your words, like I, I really resonate deeply with how you're showing up. Um, so thank you for just awakening this in, in women because um, this work is so needed. So thank you for having the courage to show up and serve in this way. Thank you so much for having me. It's so beautiful. You're so gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, beautiful woman. Thank you to everybody watching. I will see you next week with another amazing guest. But right now we are honouring the beautiful Rosalia and I will put all of her links in the show notes so you can follow her on all the, all the things. Um, and, yeah, so let us know what landed for you, what, what landed, what resonated, and I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this epic conversation. I'm Renee Main, and I am over and out for now. However, we can continue this conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen or jump onto the website reneemain.com.au and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.